1: Videos, the osbiz cov is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance hello hello it's the 15th of february 2023 this is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets and plenty more besides hey i'm Nadine blaney here with kyle rada kyle look uh, i think the banks stole a lot of the focus today and rightfully so
0: Yeah, certainly did. I mean it's um I suppose eighty percent of our conversations, weren't they, about effectively digesting those CBA results, which I mean weren't weren't bad. In fact, they were very, very good. Um but I think the key takeaway that we've Mm -hmm. uh had was that they were victim of very lofty expectations. And I personally think that this, you know, speculators just ran with the price over the last few weeks. So we shouldn't be too surprised as to, to where the stock price uh, got to. It's it's sort of reverting to, to fundamentals, perhaps. But nevertheless, big drop uh, from CBA today over 5%. And that was obviously a very big weight on the market.
1: Close to 6% in the contagion spread to the other banks as well, including Macquarie. Look, you know, it's one of those companies that when we speak with um, portfolio managers, investment advisors, they always say, look, you can't get anyone to sell their CBA holdings. But I do wonder if there was, you know, a little bit of profit taking happening because, you know, we're talking about tougher times ahead. We spoke with the CBA CEO, Matt Common. Look, it seemed to me like he was saying he's not s- losing sleep at night over this mortgage cliff we keep talking about because those people have been on fixed rates paying so you know relatively you know little in terms of interest for so long so they're actually ahead of the game but um you know you know like is this as good as it gets because he's talking about tougher times ahead not waves of insolvencies but tougher times ahead i mean we know that right
0: well if you just look at uh cba specifically the share like you we, we just alluded to was at 111 yeah. bucks two weeks ago which was a record high so you ask yourself if if cba is more or less, more or less a proxy on the Australian economy, uh, does that reflect an economy or the economic outlook over the next 12 months? Well, well probably not. So, something had to give there. But, I mean, overall, I think, um, I mean, obviously, it's in his, in his interest perhaps to, to um Put up a, a strong front, but you know, delivered a fairly upbeat message about the Australian economy going forward. Mm-hmm. Certainly didn't suggest that we're in for any dire times ahead. You know, it doesn't see necessarily a recession being the case. Of course, we've had Gareth Aird, who, uh who is the C uh, CBA's Australia chief Australia economist, on uh, frequently giving giving that view. Um, but as far as the bank's fundamentals go, well, I mean. <sighs> Net interest margins are, are obviously a, a big driver of, of of the strength. However, you know, loan loan growth has got to slow down. Credit growth has got to slow down eventually. It's it's the policy design, and we're probably going to see that over the next year.
1: Yeah. So peak nim is what peak everybody's nim. talking yeah. about, and you know, we saw that slowing progressively through the quarters, or the rate of growth slowing. And um, yeah, you know, they'll have to start paying savers a little bit more, I think, as well. And, <laughs> and you can hear Matt Commons comments on that. And I think, interestingly, on the Reserve Bank Governor, Phil Lowe, via the show notes, I've put it in the show notes, so you should be able to access it easily there. You know, you can always go to our website, of course, where we have a whole heap of, um, yeah, of other interviews with CEOs. Uh, myself, I spoke with the Fletcher Building CEO today. Interesting, you know, really, really a tale of not two halves, but a tale of uh, of two parts of the business. Mm. Um, that's up online on You, I spoke with the ProMedicus CEO. It's hard to get him to talk about anything negative or challenging. And uh, also Reckon. Reckon seems like it's doing, uh, well, it's achieving its own goals. So, look, um, that's always positive to see. But, Kyle, like my list of companies reporting today, as yours was, very, very long. Interesting to see by the end of the session, GUD Holdings, one of the best performing on my list, up by 8.5%. Worst performing, which is came as a surprise to me because we've heard such great things about the travel space, was corporate travel management, which was down by eight percent. So, you never quite know what you're going to get in reporting season, do you?
0: No. And I had Mark Gardner at the end of the, the day, um, coming on, he, he discussed the CBA results, but you know, he's a big fan of corporate travel management and suggested, well, you know, you can obviously see these things as a, a potential negative, the stock's down eight percent, um, but dislocations emerge around this time of the year funny things occur and you can pick up good businesses on the cheap and he thinks well I think he, he, he cited uh, 22 bucks is, is his call on um, corporate travel management go back and watch the interview of course I don't want to put words in his mouth but I'm mm. quite confident that's that's what he said so um, you know a uh, uh, one that investors at least today have, have punished but um, again could open up opportunities more than more than anything else and I guess, well, as you were saying before too, hope springs eternal uh, when it comes to the C-suite. I had a really nice uh, conversation uh, with Dick Howard from uh, Cochlear delivered mm-hmm. its results today. Record sales revenue, uh, a very tasty buyback, it would seem as well. And uh, its shares were up over 6%. So one of the, the leading lights of the session.
1: I'm just giving you the the finger pointing higher because by the time everything settled up around eight huh? percent there you go there you go it uh, could have been your interview Kyle you never know um <laughs> but when it comes to I suppose um reporting season like We'll admit we can't read all of these in minute detail. No, um, nor can you, and that's what that's what we're here for. That's what we talk to the analysts for, and that's also what the day after is for, because you get all the brokers weighing in as well, and sometimes you get little tidbits from those reports. You know, obviously that we're not analysts, we wouldn't get ourselves. Baron and Joey for one is out on CSL. It's put an overweight rating on the stock, which is unchanged. Price target three hundred and thirty-six dollars. So it's, um, yeah, talking about some of the valuations and a uh, few key data points looming there, of course. Um, but it was the stock of the day, which was my point. I got distracted by reading on the fly. Um, it was the stock of the day. We spoke with Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and Carl Capralinga from Think Markets to see if it was a buy, hold, sell based on those results.
0: So, so the result was fine with me. Uh, Chart-wise, it is starting to look very, very good. I covered it yesterday in my um, Tuesday webinar for clients. I think look, we were hoping for a better close yesterday. You can see the two-candle pattern yes. at the end there. This is the yeah. short-term chart. So those upper shadows, so they're the sticky bits in the candles pointing up. You imagine um, the only way you can get those shadows is if you traded up there at some stage during the day, but you were beaten back down by the close. Yeah. So that does indicate that it missed some broker's expectations in their selling.
1: We like CSL and we repeatedly sort of suggested that it's worth looking at, particularly when it's been back around that 270, 280, and yep. a number of times over the last three years now, it's looked like it's gonna break out. Um, hasn't quite done that yet, but who knows, this might be the time. But looking yep. back through history, there's been, you know, over the last 30 years or whatever since um, it, it listed, there's been periods of strong consolidation and then periods of massive breakouts. So you could argue that the pattern this time is building up for a similar result. Um, I thought the results yesterday were were completely fine. Um, I mean, it wasn't their best result in history. They are still cycling through some of the impacts of COVID, um, but it does look like they're on the recovery path quite nicely. So there you go. Uh, look, both darn positive on CSL. So, um, yeah, I wait all of the broker notes on all of the many companies that reported today, which also included Pact Group, Red Bubble, Net Wealth, Vicinity Center, West Farmers. My goodness, we usually speak yeah. with Rob Scott, so that one, you know, we haven't even mentioned so far. Seven. Holdings. seven group holdings With another
0: one That's yeah fortescue, one fortescue fortescue
1: gosh oh my goodness yeah That's we've got our day, work actually. cut out it was quite a day the
0: fatigue, I think.
1: yeah and also um you know uh a little bit of a lack of action on the um, on the economic front, but we've mm. got jobs tomorrow. I feel like we haven't been talking about that very much.
0: No, certainly didn't today uh, particularly much. I mean, I did have a really good discussion yesterday with Stephen Wu. If anyone who does want a, a preview of that before tomorrow's data drop, um, just discussing uh, their expectations, more or less they're saying that they, they think that it's going to continue to be a strong labour market, um, obviously wrapped up in what Matt was saying. Matt Common mm-hmm. was saying a lot today too about um you know, I suppose the risks are further out as rate rises, uh, rate increases, <laughs> bites. Um, I suppose that kind of dovetails a little bit too, the fact that we got the governor speaking today um, yes. in front of this uh, the, uh, the Senate, more or less, or the Senate, uh, was it a com- a Committee of Economics or, or whatever it's official House it
1: Economics Committee. No, I think it was House, wasn't it No, it was the Senate,
0: Senate today, was it House Senate? tomorrow, oh, Senate okay. Economics uh. Committee. Exactly. Uh, anyway, you got uh, put through the ringer, but... Um, still saying high for longer and uh, mm-hmm. that the cycle's not ended yet. Although the Australian dollar did come off after that um, after that testimony. So riddle me that, I don't know.
1: Uh, um, don't look at me. Okay, so <laughs> we've got UK CPI tonight. So we continue to get these global impressions of inflation following on from the US inflation read yesterday, which obviously we've got plenty of analysis up on the site if you'd like to listen to that. But I, I thought some of the more interesting conversations I had today in relation to the US inflation read was... What can we read into that as far as understanding better what's happening here and likely to happen in terms of inflation? And one thing that stood out was that the um, shelter, I'm going to just paraphrase it, shelter, you know, inflation in the U.S. is still stubbornly high. That is a lagging indicator that could potentially happen here. That means that inflation rates could remain higher for longer here as well so it's now all the talk about not just the terminal rate but how long rates stay elevated and how that will impact you know it's always the macro and the micro always the macro on your portfolio so you know what does that mean for your investing going forward
0: yes definitely and uh well just to add to that we're still pricing cuts at the back end of this year right so that goes here, to that um yeah. how, how long are they going to remain high for and Um, I was looking at actually the uh, the Euro-dollar futures curve today. Um, The the more they go up, the the, the faster the cuts uh, are being priced in. So, um, I guess, you know, if you infer from that fears of over-tightening there still, Mm -hmm. but um, perhaps I digress slightly.
1: That narrowing soft landing. Narrowing landing patch. All right. Uh, In the States tonight, we get information from the mortgage market. I think that's probably the best of it there. Um, If I look at sort of what was happening around some of the Asian markets today, uh, again, probably not treated with a lot of respect on air because we were just so preoccupied with earnings season here, rightfully so. I mean, this is an environment that everybody, you know, to start 2023 was saying, for some thankfully it will be fundamentals it will really you know make this a stock pickers market so that is what you know we're covering as it comes to fruition but yeah pretty negative around the asian region we've got e minis in the us as we record this podcast um, negative uh you know obviously we we'll, we'll see what happens we still do have a few reports trickling through in the united states and uh, some geopolitics of course always a concern not just with china but with with fears of what's in the sky and if U.S. authorities yeah alien are being alien Kans invasions or something don't
0: yeah. I I, I, don't, know. I yep. don't know
1: we'll see no doubt we'll have some Fed speakers I don't have the list in front of me right now no, but well um, Forex
0: Factory that's the one I always look at they don't re- they <laughs> they never release them all because there's so bloody many of them nowadays yeah. is that you you know you, you need a whole website to to keep up with it but there'll be plenty out there obviously they are still um this st- the message remains roughly the same that rates are, are going to continue to go higher and and remain higher for longer I think that's the gist.
1: Okay, tomorrow, um, you know, another round of great guests lined up for you. CEOs, we've got uh, the CEO of ASX, Helen Lofthouse, will be joining us, and that's just... That's just to name one. Telstra
0: as well is going to be in there. It's yep. going to be an absolute cracker. I think Koshi's going to be uh, talking uh, to, to them.
1: Yeah, that is uh, Vicki Brady and uh, that will be at 11.45. That will be live um, before we get to the call, which of course is daily at 12 p.m. So, yeah, we've got the Telstra CEO um, we'll be speaking with. Uh, Kyle McIntyre to get his take on, you know, what's happened so far in reporting season. Small cap convo with Nick Sladen from LSN Capital. And I always look forward to your chats, Kyle, with Attila Woodnell from Navigate Global Commodities. <laughs> me
0: too. He's smart. He's smart. He is, he's fun. He's fun and smart. I, the two common, uh, Two things <laughs> I like in people. And but.
1: he's got, for me, TV land. He's got a great setup. Oh, he's he got does. a mic. He's got some game screens. Game chair a gaming as well. Chair. Yeah. Love it. Love the effort. Also, I should say Graham Kerr from South 32, which oh. you will be playing out, just so you know, in your okay. bulletin tomorrow. FYI. For that one. All right. Heads up. <laughs> it's all happening on the fly here. Hey, Kyle, I do hope you have a good night.
0: You too. Thanks, Nadine.
1: See you tomorrow. Bye. Planning for your next trip?